Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on my hallways. Thankfully, FrameBridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuch and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip-hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. Welcome to the Think Loud Crew podcast. Three moms getting real with parenthood, relationships, and the WTF moments of our daily lives. Today we have a special guest. Dun, da, da, da. Hi, Ashley. We are going to talk about the beautiful episode that aired <laughs> last night and all the things that they left out. I'm genuinely mad that they left out so much. Happy. I think you're happy, but I'm upset. I feel like you flipped the table for me and my ancestors. Yes, right on. Table would flip. I said, you know what? Shy, shy, you hulked out. Prettiest hook I ever seen, but bitch, Hulk, nevertheless. (laughs) I'm looking at Farah and I'm like, okay. 
Zach, Zach motherfucking ass laughing. Corey, yes. motherfucking, Corey motherfucking ass ain't even put his drink down. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> shy, shy, please. I just remember looking at you and you looking at me like, you better move. Because if I swing, bitch, I'm going to hit you. And I'm not even going to mean to. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> okay. All I'm going to say is, number one, I hated how they ended last week's episode. Because it was like a cliffhanger. They hyped up Farrah come in, and then two it was times. like two seconds she's in, and then the episode ended. Now yeah. we start yesterday's episode, and <laughs> it was like shit hit the fan so quick. So quick. But they didn't show a lot of the shit that was hitting the fan. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I just want to say, I was minding my business when Farrah came, okay? <laughs> Yeah, we all were minding our business. Say this, I let's just be very transparent about how this whole fucking setup took place. After Brianna almost lost her lungs in the bounce house that you rent for your kids' parties, Corey said, "Since we won, we were the winners. We were gonna have a celebratory party." So mm-hmm. Corey has us thinking it's gonna be a good time. In walks Farah. So I'm I was double duped. But because Kellogg's Farrell with when when they said, oh, you guys should all production said you guys should all do a toast or oh, yeah. yes. oh, while she walked yes. in. So my back was turned to the entrance and I don't like that. I don't like my back being turned because they said you don't know up. what's happening. But I don't know what's happening. Okay. But I knew something was happening and we always knew something was happening when security would come out. Yep. When and there was a massive amount of security, and they were standing everywhere. And we also know because that's the only time we saw hard alcohol. When did we ever see oh, that? That's crazy. So they they literally set up this scene to be a little like extra turn up. But I just want to say I wasn't drunk. No, I wasn't ask. No, I you do shots in? No, I didn't take any shots. I had wine. Like I literally had wine. The table that I flipped. We were playing flip cup on prior to, and it was water. Well, my side was water. <laughs> I was just sipping wine. So, like, I saw a lot of people be like, oh, is this drunk shy? I'm like, no. 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 You wouldn't know if it was drunk right. shy. That part. But I wasn't drunk. I was just triggered. Yeah. Right. It's a lot coming from, like, I've seen, last night I went back and was looking at some stuff that she said online, and it's like, what is, it just wasn't necessary. She is delusional, capital D. Um, I don't know what's wrong with the bitch. First of all, she came in looking like a therapist herself. I'm so confused about what she was wearing. A mix of dress barn and, and, um, I don't know, but it wasn't giving. Somebody told me it was giving me handmaid's tail vibes. It was, it was. And then I, and then like the face was giving me purge. At first I was scared because I didn't know if she was coming. Not not purge, not purge. You was ready to kill? I had to assess the situation because the face doesn't give emotion. So you don't know. But you don't know what she's going through. Oh, this is a lot. No, oh, it was a lot. It, it seemed a like lot. a lot because she, I feel like she kept pumping herself up to saying the Pharaoh wave and like kept like pressing that. Like, are we writing the Pharaoh wave? I don't think so, girl. No. You know, let's just commend Corey because if Corey hadn't spoken to her, I don't, I think that everybody would have pretended like she did not exist. Hmm. I, I, and I think point. that that's what it was. And that's, Unless that's some ignorant ass shit right. to pop. 
I think that she, no one. I think we would all ignore her. It like, everyone went from like, cheers to like, okay. Right. Somebody's talking to her. Amongst us. And everyone's in it. Like, no one said, no one except for fucking Gary. You can't fault Gary. Yeah, no, I for sure agree that everyone was on the same page of let's just ignore her presence. Let's not give her any attention. Let's not even look her way like or give her that or give energy. her that energy like we're not gonna and that's the one thing that I was irritated watching myself back I'm like I wish I wouldn't even given you all that but I remember Zach and I were sitting on the couch and Corey came over and he was like he basically made it like not a thing but made it known like don't you remember all that shit she was talking when we joined the show and saying how I should be fired and she'd come back then or saying this, that, and the third. And I'm just sitting there and it's like a devil and an angel. And like the little devil is just yapping his mouth and I'm just getting triggered. And I'm looking at Zach, who's like in a good mood, laughing, tearing, like holding his cup. And I'm, and then the devil is just still talking that shit. Let's go. So yeah, it was, you know, I don't know. I watched it back and I'm just like, I wish I would have never even gone over to the table when Corey said something to her but either way even if I wasn't standing there she would have still said ghetto and was ignorant and I would have just jumped from the couch so well, yeah is that really how she started off like was there a lot of conversation before that no, happened that, that, that like scene it? was true like that most and Corey was the most like in my opinion, like the way he came at it was like kind of jokingly, almost to keep it light. He was like, so that's how you feel? She could have been like, yeah, motherfucker, that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, and he could have, yeah. Yeah, but like- I that. Him, but to, I always, I always, always, always say this. It's always the most uneducated, uncultured people that blurt out, ghetto, you're ghetto. First of all, let's go back to school and learn the meaning so we can use the word appropriately in the right context. Cause that's not, that's not it. You can't rewrite the dictionary because you're racist. Secondly, I need a shirt that says that <laughs> you cannot. Secondly, Corey, just because she's allowed to say whatever she wants. Corey's allowed to say whatever he wants. And I could see if he went up to her and was like, you know, getting at her foul, but right. Uh, Corey, that wasn't it. He, he walked over just, with a smile on his he face. Came he was so friendly. Yeah, he wasn't attacking. He wasn't like. Yeah, I wish that aggressive. we could have watched it in like slow mo because I swear when she said ghetto, me, you, and Bar were all like, ew. Like, like, like our heads turned so no, yeah. slow, like a scary movie. Y'all just it heard was, it and came alive. Yeah. Because I was gonna, I, I, don't, I don't like Farah for my own slew of reasons we have had our issue prior to this whole thing i already don't fuck with her and i don't play with the devil i already know how devil works so you know what i'm saying i try to stay away from her but when i heard her say ghetto it's like first of all Corey is not Corey is not ghetto no. far from far it from Corey, it. you could have caught that's why i said you could have you could have talked about his turtlenecks yeah, i saw you, you say that i was dying <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with turtlenecks? But it's like, no, Corey is the opposite, literally the opposite of what you would think a stereotypical ghetto black man would be. But you don't have any understanding of that. So you use that word to to describe everybody or you use that word in lack of 
your vocabulary. You just don't have right. it. Yeah. She doesn't she have, have words, words to actually articulate what she would like to say, except for let me just. Because even in her out. in her therapy session, she's like, that's the only word that came to mind. That like, was my no, body. That was reaction. my body. My body, my reaction. reaction. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like, that's so how you react. That's too deep. Like, yeah. that's how you react to people for people to come up to you and say something that's very light and icebreaker icebreaker like oh you're ghetto and you're right she could have taken what he said and been like yeah "Yeah, i said it like okay and what yeah we couldn't shit at that point i would have been like what's up Corey? i said it and how you feel about it let's have a chitty chat but she can't take the heat you know what i'm saying she can give it and give it and give it and one thing about is it is this we're all moms. Um, and, or if you're not a mom, you have a little kid in your life that you, you'll get crazy over. You know how it feels. Exactly. And the one thing about it is I cannot like you. I cannot like you. I cannot like all of y'all, but the kids need to be left out of it. Yeah. I don't yeah. talk about Ferris kid. Mm-hmm. I was going to need way more therapy than Ferris got the money to pay for, but I, <laughs> I'm not going, but one thing about me is also I raise kids. I don't play with them. I don't go back and forth with them. Only a real mother would know that. And that's why I don't bring up nobody's kids. Cause the one thing about me, I'm going to drag you from Tim to buck two. And Farah is secure in the fact that she's got security and she's created this TV security persona. And I don't think that she mm-hmm. has anybody in her real life that she's just genuine with. Yeah, no, I, agree. I don't even I don't even think she knows what it is to be a genuine person anymore or what that feels like. And you can see that in the way that she comes off and the way that she talks, because it's not like she's not very open to listening or hearing things about herself. So it's like when you ha- have a person like that, to me, it's they don't have a friend group or friends to really talk to them or to. Yeah encourage them or lift them up or be like hey no like you're wrong like, or tell them you. like that outfit looks terrible girl yes. change stop it like you haven't been around these people in a long time and that's what you decided to come out in yeah but i'm just gonna say this after seeing everything that she's done on the show prior to us being on it after seeing how what she did after the show now meeting her in person i really pray that she gets some help some help yeah i do she just i talk i think that she genuinely needs help and i think she and i hope that she gets it not only for herself but for her her family and how she raises her daughter yeah because i really think that this persona that she's created in her head um has really fucked up her head yeah, there's a lot of disconnect. There's so much disconnect. Desensitized from everything. It's mm-hmm. it's sad. Like it's genuinely sad to watch and it's sad to see because at the end of the day, she is human mm-hmm. and she is raising a daughter. And it's like post. Yeah, and it was really odd. And it's Say it's again? sad. Her daughter posted last night after the episode, like raving about her mother and about how like she's so beyond this world and these people her daughter posted this yes but it everyone is like okay fair thank you for writing this very long caption about yourself right and regardless if fair wrote it or her daughter wrote it either way they both 
and I'm not talking about our kids. So nobody say that I'm talking about our kid. I'm being so genuine when I say I just really hope that they get the help that they need. No, seriously. Yeah. Because that's sad. It's concerning just to take away the fact that I don't like her from mother to mother. It's concerning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because especially with girls, there are certain things we have to teach them. And every mother goes about that their own way. Um, I fear her daughter is not getting that because I fear that Farrah does not have that to give. And that's sad. And how can you give what you don't have? That's just straight up. You know what I'm saying? I think that the persona that she puts on is only proof of the fact that she is insecure and of the fact that she is disconnected and of the fact that she is not tethered to who she is or, you know, a culture or a belief or Mm -hmm. I'm saying. And the only person that seems to be on her side and along for the journey is a little kid who unfortunately doesn't have the oversight to be able to say, you know what, that's fucked up. Yeah. 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 And that's sad. Yeah. Like there's, I, like you said, like we don't have to like her for who she is, but at the end of the day, I genuinely pray for her and her child because it is just like watching a train wreck. And it's just like, but I feel like at the same time, she's created this persona of being such a nasty, mean person that she doesn't even know how to get out of it. Yeah. It's like when you're at home, who are you? Yeah. Like at the end of the night, who are you? I don't, I think that long ago, those lines blended. And I think that's why we see what we see. I don't think there's a, like, for instance, we're on TV. You know what I'm saying? We might go to something and be like, yeah, we're going to turn it up. This is for TV. This is for TV. But then when we're done, we're like, all right, I'm going home, put my kids to bed. I'm going to put my pajamas on. You know, there's a, there's an off switch. There's a genuine switch that you turn on with your sisters, your family. I don't think that she has that. And I think that that's why it's just for her to come out and to change who she is would would be for her to admit that the person that she's giving us is just a character. Yeah. Do you think this is, you know, she's been doing this for a very long time and it's um, from what I've seen and when I hear her name over the last, you know, five, six years at this point, there's been a lot of like negative things that have been said or um, like, I haven't really seen anything positive. So it's like, do you think from her starting at such a young age and just getting kind of lost in this TV land persona that she's created for herself? It's like, you know, how does she change who she yeah, is? How does she change who she, she is when it's, and it's not I, well, I just, like grow I would, and like open to new. If you look new. at her, her page, mm-hmm. she tries in some form or fashion to show positivity, like okay. talking about like sisterhood and women's rights and all this stuff, but you can't do that. Yeah. And then be such an evil person, person to other people, to other people or yeah. to other women and not right. uplift them. Yeah, you can't be so mean. And like she posted last night, basically how she's the smartest person on Team Mom. If you combine all of us, she's smarter than all of us. So you can't. Harvard's gonna sue her ass. Harvard's gonna sue that bitch for saying she's a Harvard graduate. They getting real tired of her defamation. Yeah, Is she a Harvard graduate. No, 
but did it's she teach like, classes no, there? she tried. I think they kicked her out. Oh, but, no. But it's like, how do you preach all this like positivity and spirituality and women and sisterhood? But then you're still you don't walk that walk. You don't walk that walk. And you say really mean things. And you're bashing other women in their motherhood and people you that you that. don't even know. Yeah, there's no way in hell you can say I'm a bad mom. No, there's no way in hell you can say Ashley's a bad mom. No, no. not even on your worst days, <laughs> you guys are a bad mom. I think that was that was the reason why I tried to get to know Farrah initially. Mm-hmm. Because when I first got on the show, I didn't know, like, I was only a viewer, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to connect with people not based upon what everybody else was saying. That's why me and Farrah had linked up, went out, had drinks, all that. Can you explain that? Because all I know from that is from what I read online. How did that even happen? So basically, years and years ago, when I was still thinking on Young and Pregnant, um, this company called FabFitFun, they were having, like, this winter wonderland release party with like Tyga. it was supposed to be like a brand party whatever you know so i got invited once i got invited a guy named johnny donovan reached out to me who said that he was like one of farah's besties whatever whatever he was like yo when you get here i think it's really good press uh for farah if like you know you guys hang out have some drinks so that video and all those pictures that was like press that was what we came to do but also it like it was, it was a sound like a fair promo moment it was staged but i didn't realize what how staged it was like oh, i okay fact of like ooh, ashley and cheyenne can link up for a crossover not uh ashley's linking up with cheyenne but cheyenne we well, don't fuck with ashley type of thing you know what i'm saying I, I thought, yes, it was for press, but also like she could be a cool person. I don't know anything about her. Um, and so we did that. We hung out. We had some shots. And then the next morning. Wait, sorry. I, so that night, was she friendly? Was she cool? Like, did you guys have a good time? I was I am going to speculate and say that she was booger sugared out. If you don't know what sugar oh. is. Okay. We said, oh, we hugged. <laughs> she yeah, figured out. She <laughs> was very like, "Hi, how are you? Let's dance." Oh, she was hyped. You know what I'm saying? And then every time I, my- she's like, if she has like a relaxed state, like let's relax. Like she was never a downer. No, let's be, like, <laughs> let's let's be- just chill and vibe. <laughs> like I don't know. She was just very like. She was on aggressive. Yeah. She was on whatever the fuck she was on. She was on. She was very, very, very friendly that night. She even talked to me. She was like, you know, this could make you a lot of good money, but you got to be careful about like how you make your steps. Like she was real kind. And so when I posted that picture with her, people were giving me so much shit. They were like, uh, two birds of a feather whole flock together. (laughs) 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 Bad. Um, but then like the next day or like maybe. Like two days later, I think she had, I woke up, she had did a live and in her live, she was like, all the young and pregnant girls, even Ashley, they got pregnant to take my place and they got pregnant to be like me. Oh, stop. I, and that was like, literally, I had just got done hanging out with her. So I hit, hit up Don, Johnny and I was like, what, what? the fuck? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. Like I did. What did he say about it? Because I've met him once or twice. You know, 
his little messy ass. Yeah, him. He's mm-hmm. on. I fuck with him, but he's on. He's on messy notice, Johnny. I, <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny. In case you hear this, we know what you're. I've met is. him once or twice on messy notice. He was definitely. <laughs> I could tell he was in the scene, whatever scene it was, and. Boots. I, I, I ain't gonna nothing against Johnny, you know what I'm saying? But he's a little messy boots. And I hit him up and I was like, so what's tea with your girl? Like, is she on dope? And he was like, oh, he was like, she was like, I don't, he was like, I don't know the issue. And I was like, well, I'm saying something about me. This was young and pregnant days. So keep that in mind. I have grown since then. <laughs> we know, girl. I say, we, I, see we see your girl. We see your Listen, just let her know that for the sheer fact that she said anything about my child, when I see her, I'm going to knock the plastic out of her face. And that's just what it was. Um, until I realized also, like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to keep going for someone when I see that they're weak and they're really not, they can't give me back what I give them. Yeah. yeah. I peep that you can't give me the same energy. I'm going to lower my energy because I'm not a bully. You know what I'm saying? So once I gave her a little rah rah and she was like, eh, I was like, okay, bitch, call the police then. You know what I'm saying? What you going to do? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what was Johnny's response when you were hitting him up? Like, was he trying to mediate or was he just like, it I don't know what is. happened? <laughs> Basically, like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hmm flat out and I felt I felt weird about him because it's like you reached out to me to set this up mm-hmm. so that's like me introducing you to my friend and then my homegirl bugs out on you and then I'm oh girl I'm not in it like what yeah. do you you're our only connect I'm mm-hmm. saying so you're I, in was, it. I was expecting him to be a little more like I don't know let's figure this out but he was just basically like I don't know I don't know what her problem is and so I was like someone's like what was the point of all of it it almost seems like it was on purpose. But here's my whole thing. You can't be mad that even after all these years on Team Mom and all the sex tape you sold, you still a D-list celebrity like me, baby. We still get invited to the same D-list celebrity parties. And that's what you're mad about. And I, I ain't got nothing to say about it. If you've been on the show for 10 years and you did all this, you should be partying with the Jays and the Beyonce's. I don't know why you at Fab Fit Fun with me, but don't take that out on me and ruin right. my life. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. No, I agree. I feel you. <laughs> I definitely like, agree. She's like, I've, I've got the, the credentials. Like, I, I've got the look now. Like, where's my invite? I might be confused and frustrated. But the, the thing is, she's met at the wrong people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need to be mad at the people who forced you to make a decision between your two careers. You need to be mad at yourself for continuously saying, I don't care, instead of saying, you know what, I do care. And that's why I'm going to get help. And that's why I'm going to seek there. I think it is such a trend to be a bad bitch and but it's not cute to be emotionally disturbed. No, 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 it's not at all. What did you guys think about Amber when Amber was talking to her and was trying to like kind of bring Mellow her down out, some yeah. and just kind of be like, hey, you do have, we don't have to be friends, but you do have an ally or someone who understands because of just being in yeah, this environment. trying to, yeah. I feel like Amber has done like such a complete change of who she is as a person mm-hmm. and she wants to do that in all aspects of her life. So all I can do is sit back and respect, respect it. it. Yeah. At the same time, 
after talking to Amber, talking to Macy, talking to Kate, it's like, and seeing the shit online, Sarah runs Amber's name in the dirt. Like she has the meanest things to say about her. So it's, um, it's like, why continue to put yourself in a position to get burned? And I feel like that's what Macy was trying to say. Like she continues to shit on you. Why would we even give her that energy? And I feel like Amber thought, oh, Farrah walked in. We all did this like gang up mentality on her. I don't, that wasn't it. And then later on, Amber came to me and was like, I didn't hear the ghetto comment. I didn't know like where your animosity came from. She's also said she didn't know about your situation with her and didn't know that Farrah said nasty things about when I joined. So she's like, I'm sitting here thinking that only Macy and I have issues with her. I didn't know everybody. She's, she's cross lines with everybody. So I feel like, I don't know to be, I'd like that Amber showed a different side of herself, but at the same time, it's like, don't give it that. I wouldn't have given her all that. It's also like, what did Farrah expect to happen when she walked in knowing like what she does online, knowing what's happened in the past? Like, did she expect y'all to be like, Oh, let's kumbaya now. Like open arms. It's, it's, uh, I already knew it was going to be some shit. I said, what did you think about what Amber did? I thought it was commendable because Amber really does have the longest history of issues with Farrah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see, first of all, I think that some people just show you their character and for that alone, you cannot deal with them. And yeah. that's that. Some some things are character things that I don't think people can change. Yeah, and that, at all. Or it might take years of changing. Yeah. Um, and so to see Amber like try to extend the olive branch for her for Farrah to be like, well, she's on probation. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, weren't you just face down in the dirt outside of a restaurant two days ago? So I don't know. <laughs> and Amber was the only one that was trying to save you from getting your ass whooped. So you should have took that olive branch and grew a damn olive tree. That's but what awesome. you did, as per usual, you burn every bridge that anyone tries to, to make with you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I forgot about that comment that she said she's on probation, so fill in the blank. It was like, what is that even supposed to mean? Number one, what the fuck does that mean? And number two, she was literally the only person who, like you said, extended an an olive branch, tried to, you know, Amber said it's all under the bridge. Like she tried and Farrah once again, shit on you. But you can't. With someone who, like, we have to understand that we have to meet people where they are, even if we don't want them to be where they have to meet them where they are. That's something that I've learned in dealing with people. Like, I have family members that are just crazy. You can't rationalize with crazy, you can't argue with crazy because girl, crazy is crazy. You're gonna be crazy arguing with a crazy. Mm -hmm. So, I've just decided to stay away, and I think that the same thing needs to happen for Farah. She is emotionally, I don't want to label her because I'm not a fucking therapist or a doctor, but she needs some emotional care. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard 
just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ever think those fables and fairy tales from back in the day are just a little bit dusty? Wandry and Tinkercast are bringing you a new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Join host DJ Fuchs and his trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as they deliver remixes of fables and folk tales, rhythm and rhymes, and fun spins on classics as old as time. Grab the whole family and get ready to groove because they're putting the rap in Rapunzel and getting down with that funky duckling. Where hip-hop and fables meet, it's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to all episodes of Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcast. And I'm pretty sure like this whole MTV teen mom franchise environment for her does feel toxic towards her. Like, because, like because, in her right mind, it's like, this is a triggering environment. So it's, she did that to herself. I understand she did it to you herself. You can't bring yourself into a situation that you already know. That, that you already know is not, not right healthy for you. for you. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, but my thing is, it's not like, it's not, it's not like we, we're talking about a man. I could see if it was like, girl, he toxic, but I love him. I'm going back. This is a company. You keep saying they're sexualizing you, harassing you. Um, right. Whatever woman's rights you've Googled. I mean, if that's the case, then go away. Yeah. Right. Stay away from that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not talking about you dibbling and dabbling with this guy you've been dealing with for years. We're talking about serious allegations that you've placed on this company as a whole. Larry? Yeah. And so if that's the case, stay. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It tells me that the sex tapes and the poop cups aren't selling because you wouldn't be back somewhere if you felt like it was toxic and like you were so above everybody else that you didn't need to be here. Y'all, I just found out about these poop cups and I'm just like, where does she sell this stuff? I'm so confused. Okay. Be, I, 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 wanna, I was really confused I wanna about get that. Off, I want to get off Farrah, but I just want to bring up one thing because I saw you posted last night, oh your God. tweet, and it was, it looked like a description of what she offers from one of, I, what is that from? Is it OnlyFans? Is it a porn site? It is. It's a, it's her OnlyFans. So she's offering, offering. I read the whole description. Oh, text you. I didn't want to do too much, but you know what I'm saying? But I'm a texting to you. There's oh, more. There's more. Filthy nest. Okay. Filthy because nasty. I'm being nosy. I want to see. 
Basically, the one that Ashley posted, Farah is offering for you to watch her on live cam take a poop. But she puts like a full description how she will play with herself while she's pooping and then she'll show you the dirty poop after. But the way that this girl has lost her mind, I gotta oh, bring up the my tweet. God. She I'm bringing up the tweet all the only way because you gotta really see how. Oh my how God, Ashley! I love you, how Ashley. He's <gasps> doing a lot. Fair Friday surprise. I don't even think we should say that out loud. No, oh. That's why I literally texted <laughs> Wednesday. Wild Wednesday, all new stepmom. Stop it now. Oh I'm disgusted. She's giving out red wings. That face. Wait, it's only $50. Girl! 80 today only. No. Yo, there's hella emojis that I never even thought of ever using this way. Queen P. <laughs> okay, just know if I'm sitting on a toilet, wait, I'm wait. about to show you. I'm this charging called, more than 50 This is called that close-up booty hole and spread. I'm done. I feel dirty just reading these. I do too. <laughs> Want to see me bend yeah. over, right? And show my booty hole in perfect punani. Full nude, spread it so wide. See, but this mm. is the part. Eat me out like groceries. Yum. Emoji, emoji, emoji. <laughs> Wait, I feel like this goes. <laughs> Big sale. Sexy, sexy Saturday, Saturday treat. Originally $75. Girl, you need to make your prices higher. higher. She doesn't respect herself. Dang, to me, the love like, for a hundred originally two hundred. Oh, dang! It's like that's a lot. Not that even the queen. Point of, my point of the tweet is this. Oh, oh my god! I just read what it said. You scared me. <laughs> oh my god! How many hot dogs can I get inside me? Okay, now this is sad. This is it's like, really sad because it goes back. Since your daughter is older, don't you think that her daughter will see this shit? No, she's putting hot dogs in her and then. And then eating them. Stop. It's a long video. For, 13 for minutes. $120. Not $120. For $120, she gonna get uh, a damn bum bum from going from here. Not a bum bum. Yeah. I'm just gonna say this. Wait. <laughs> I'm not against anybody doing what, what they, they do. need to do to get some do. money. I... It have friends who are in the adult um, industry in all aspects who are in it or who film it and whatever. And all respect to you. Get your money how you want your money. But this is different. Just know. Share it's, your, it's your stripper, I probably made half a season in three or four nights. Raise your prices. Like she raised her prices, not you, not you, her. Hey, I just shouldn't know cut. But if I was getting cut, still reading her offer. Each charging top dollar for those shit cups. Oh, I just got top dollar. I just really got stressed. If I'm sticking a hot dog in me and eating it, stop it. No, you're not. Just not. We're in the thousands, baby. Okay. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? I know one twenty. Like, damn, that's gonna be a salty ass hot dog. <laughs> I'm gonna have to dip the hot dog in some tequila. Just mix it around real quick. 
Mm-mm. Hear it real fast. I'm so. just saying. At the end of the day, you can rant and rave and say that everyone's delusional and say that all this. You can say that everyone got relevant to be on TV. You can say that I used to be a stripper, all this other shit. That is true, baby. But a nobody went to the extent that you have to stay relevant. And honestly, it's disgusting. Okay, so wait. Is she really doing these things? Has anybody seen seen a video? Like, has anybody paid that 80 bucks to really see her do these things? So, how many, can you see, like, does she have, like, subscribers? Like, pooping in a, I mean, like, farting in a thing and, like, selling it? Not farting. No, she was pooping and she was wiping her butt on, like, a cotton thing. I saw that video. Containing the smell and, like, I don't know. I just want to know, like, if anybody has really That's paid real for her OnlyFans and is really seen I'm, her I, I assume so. If she keeps having deals. Guys, I'm disturbed. If she keeps having deals, somebody is paying for that shit. Somebody is disturbed, just like her. Yeah, I, a guy sent me all that. A guy that pays... Oh, I don't remember That's his name. Him. He sent me that. He sent grabbing holding on to them screenshots the shit went down. I don't know if it's Instagram. Can you ask him if he could do a quick screen record? I would just like to see the hot dogs. Is there a shot? I got to make bets on how many hot dogs. Say that again, Ashley. I said, I got to see if there's an Instagram name on the screenshots because I don't remember who sent them to me. I I don't know the person. Hold on, we'll tell you. Like a random (laughs) person. Do our research over here. You know, it's honestly to the point where I am, no. I will pay the. We all just pitch in to see what's going on. We all pay. (laughs) I would definitely pay. I just, I'm so curious. I mean, she has so many deals. I want to see. She has really good deals. She has so many deals. What day of the week is it? (laughs) What day is it? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. She got a deal. She got a deal today. Hold on. We only get it. Wednesday, we only there know. was a wild Wednesday. Wednesday. All new, but I don't, I can't see this. It says stepmom, and then it's like period fuck fetish. I don't need I, I, I said it like this, but did not lower your voice. <laughs> you said fuck fetish. <laughs> like, like I'm whispering, but I'm not. <laughs> we not whispering over here. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to find the OnlyFans. I will sacrifice my $80 or $50 or whatever it is. Will you? And like, I will let you guys is she somebody keep you posted. Off? No, it's a fantasy. Oh. It's a fantasy. I don't know. All right, let's get off Ferris. I feel like this is some euphoria shit. No, no euphoria is, was better than this, this is shit. The fair, this is the fair way that no one is writing. Nobody is writing. Nobody is, is trying to write this. Except for it's one girl helicopter. Helicopters. Helicopters. One girl helicopters. All right. What was next in the episode after the Farah explosion? Besides that, calling me the goddamn Hulk. I was going to say there was one thing that I liked when you, Corey, and Zach were sitting down. Y'all were talking about. I could be making this up, but I don't remember exactly. We're talking about co-parenting. You guys were talking about co-parenting. And I think it was Corey who was like, you know, I think we co-parent like pretty good. Like our situation is different, but you guys figure it out. And I loved how it was like all this stuff just happened. But then it was like, you guys were able to bring it back down. Yeah. And as a family, like talk about it and be, it was nice that you guys were all on the same page. Like it wasn't a... Hulk smash what the hell Cheyenne but it was like no Hulk smash and that out, conversation wasn't that conversation wasn't curated like 
it wasn't like, hey, can you guys go over talk here and about talk it, about yeah. this? Like we were, I think Zach and I were sitting there first and Corey just was walking by and we just all sat down and started talking. Mm-hmm. And what I said is real. Like we're always on go mode. We're always mm-hmm. doing something or trying to make some shit shake. So uh, me and Corey's conversations are literally about who's picking up Ryder, where's Ryder going to be, or what Ryder has going on, or what school event, or, or what's, going on, what's yeah. going on with Ryder, to where it's never like, we never have a second for me or him and Zach to connect and Taylor to, to just connect and say, are we okay? Like, just do a check yeah, out. like not even okay with each other, but just okay in our lives like our personal lives are you good okay we're good and it's not like let's get deep into each other's personal lives like there's still boundaries but it's just like you okay all right it's just like yeah of your child like you know writer is all of your priority and it's her well-being so it's like even if like the parent is off then it's writer's gonna be off right like Corey said writer has four parents at the end of the day and that's four different people that we all have to make sure that everybody's on the same page mm-hmm. and that everybody's mentally, mentally healthy, healthy. Yeah. And can I just say, I love that this conversation is taking place. Don't come for me. You uh, race mongers, but between a black, black couple and a black family, I feel like it's not often that you see like, um, a black baby mother being able to say, okay, you have a girlfriend. This is what it is. I respect her. You don't see a black baby yeah. dad. Being, yeah. I have a husband now, shy. Let's let me shake his hand. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that people don't think that happens, especially at this age. So it's very commendable because my mama, she got kids by all different dudes. Honestly, I'm just keeping it real. And <laughs> all of our dads might be at the house at any given one time mm-hmm. with our stepdad. That's how we've always grown up. Like my sister's dad, he's sure. the guy camping gear. So we camp with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like um, my, my stepdad, like he's a tech guy. So he's the guy that does all the games and like, you know, they each bring something seriously, yeah, something to the table. Yeah. And I've never like, I've never seen my mom divisively try to split it up. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's only more people that love Ryder, the better. Cause yeah. you, and you want her to be able to go to her aunts, her uncles, her dads, her bonus dads, her wherever the support comes from, it doesn't matter as long as it's genuine support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's all my concern has ever been is making sure that who is in Ryder's life is genuine and who is who's gonna, you know, teach her the right things and put the right things in front of her. And I really feel like we we have that. Like we have a good circle. And that's, you know, my circle and my family, Corey's circle and his family. And mm-hmm. we know how to combine our circles to make a big one for a rider. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you, I'm happy that um, people get to see it. And I'm happy people get to see two black men. Yes. Have a healthy conversation. conversation yes. Yeah. It's so, yeah. I only talk about it, but then to see and be there, to do it, to be present, to be able yeah. to change rider without giving looks and doing this and do, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's something that is perpetuated about our culture. No, no and I, I love agree. it. I think it's great. And it's not only there's a, a surplus of parents, there's hella grandparents who are crazy about the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting for me because I grew up with my grandparents, but they were able to be my grandparents. Like they weren't my parents that raised me. So it's like, I love that bond. And we've even had some of our great grandparents who have been in our lives and it's 
our kids get to enjoy those moments and like create those memories. And it's the older I get, the more I realize and I meet people that they don't always have those experiences. Like they don't know their grandparents. They didn't get to meet a great grandparent. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a, there's four parents and I don't even know how many grandparents. There's a lot. Claim Ryder. Like, yeah. A lot claimer. Even like, like last weekend, Ryder was at Zach's parents' house. Off top. I'm thinking like nine grandparents. And um, <laughs> I asked Ryan, I'm like, they have, cause Zach has a niece that's around Ryder's same age. I'm like, do you guys want to have the play date at my house? And, um, or at Zach's, dad's house with you know papa terry and mm-hmm. terry and she's like i want to go there mm-hmm. Aww, and that. i'm like i love that i want to be up under you girl she want to go to her grandparents house i know i'm like <laughs> i love that you are comfortable going without you. without me yeah. and you're like bye right <laughs> right I'm, I'm safe yeah she feels very I safe think- like very secure and yeah. she knows what it is too because Ryder is very in tuned and when Ryder, when the energy is not right Ryder. Will right, let you will know. not mess. She will let you know. It's, yeah, it's but I like that because it's like if Zach's family was anything less than that to Ryder, how could you be marrying him? Exactly that part. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, you have to. There has to be that. Okay, you ain't my kid. Ain't step nothing, and that yeah. has to be up front. Step don't mean nothing, and I think that. If Zach was different or if his family or if Ryder was like, I don't know, you probably wouldn't be so fucking with Zach. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, our kids give us that green light. Yeah, like, always. No, for yeah. sure. For That's sure. They will let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, when I was doing my little thing, Holly was like, mom. And she. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all go back, your daughter on screen and in photos. Like, she's so adorable. <laughs> and she's. She'll tell you. I was dating this other guy, like, very briefly. Um, and he, unfortunately, got an opportunity to be on camera very briefly. But when he was on camera, like, he, like, touched me. And Holly was like, don't touch my mom. She was, like, literally two. Oh. I have to say it to you. She knew. She knew. She said, get your hands off her. She, she knew. Don't touch my mom. She was not fucking with him. I, and the whole world was like, your daughter was trying to tell you right there. Yeah. yeah, no. They got listen to the kids. I they're yeah. more in tune than we are. Sometimes we don't yeah. realize they feel so much, mm-hmm. and they just know. They're the like, other I, thing that they they're like, I peep you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see you. As many of you may know, I have been on a slow boat moving into my house and I've been so stressed out about how I'm going to decorate and what is going on in my hallways. Thankfully, Framebridge has come into my life. I can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store and print whatever kind of images I want for my home. Whether it's a travel souvenir, my favorite photos from my travels, or just pictures of my kids, I know it's gonna get done and it's gonna look good. All you have to do is upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging, or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I can't wait to visit one of their locations. I'm going to take in some of my old concert stubs so I can hang it in my office. I love to see things that I've done and experienced in life and they motivate me to work even harder. 
When you think of FrameBridge, just remember it's easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. It's fair and transparent upfront pricing based simply on the size of your item. There's a curated selection of frame styles with design experts on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame. There's fast service, free shipping, and it's great for gifts. Order online or get expert help at a retail location near you. And don't forget, happiness is guaranteed. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they'll make it right. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What else stood out from last night's episode was the conversation that most of the dads, not Barr, because he said he was sleepy, um, did on the boat <laughs> trip. And then the conversation that you girls had on your boat. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good to see. Like, number one, I think they should show more of the dad conversations in the dads. I agree. But I also really liked that it was you guys were able to break off and have your conversation. And I thought they were both very good. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so I don't know what was said. Um, but I seen the little clip, the little clip that they posted of the dads, and I just feel like it needs to happen more often. Yeah. I, I, um, the younger dads and the like, the OG dads and the two dads, like everyone's got something to learn from each other. And I think that um, a lot of people don't understand, but like in the black, I feel like in the black community, the young black community, a lot of these young black men, they get these girls pregnant. They don't got no friends that are being dads, good dads, at least. A lot of them don't even have their own good dads. So now they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like, like Bar. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have an example of a man or a dad. Mm -hmm. Both for me. And so I like to see Devoin surrounded by Corey, yeah. Zach, Gary, because those are guys that can look at him and either say, yes, you're doing the right thing. Or honestly, bro, as a dad, no. Yeah. And yeah. they need that. They really need that, that peer support. And it's, um, it's important. It's necessary. It's important it for men to be around other strong men, especially fathers. And like you said, there's a lot of black men that don't have those fathers, strong men, those strong father figures in their lives. Except mm -hmm. like my son, my son's dad doesn't have that strong man like in his life. So he's constantly trying to figure it out on his own. And it's just it's hard. It's hard, it's hard. but it's be, see them come together and be able to 
preach to each other and show like, Hey, I'm doing it. So can you, you can be strong. You can be able to co-parent beautifully without bickering or without having this ego that comes between it. That was one of my biggest things when I was pregnant with Ryder, I prayed so hard for a girl because I was like, I don't want to have a boy and I'm by myself. Cause how am I supposed to raise a black man? Yeah. It's the hardest it's thing. Hard. It's hard to raise a black man it's because hard. you don't want to raise somebody that's going to treat a black woman wrong. You don't want to raise a just black man just, but also it's hard because during the time when everything was going on with like, like the black lives matter, like my son was maybe, I'm, maybe four. And I had to, I feared for myself because I'm raising a black man that's about to, like, if he's driving around as a teenager, he could get shot. And yeah. so like, those are things that you have to you do have to as break a mother. Yeah. Break their innocence. Mm-hmm. I had to break my son's innocence and we, he was watching me go to marches. So yeah. I had the opportunity, um, a mother in the industry was doing a black lives matter, um, protest for kids. Mm-hmm. So I made, I had my son make his sign. I made oh. him understand what was going on. And I, constantly instilled into his head till this day every time we go to school you are a beautiful black man you're a beautiful black boy your skin is beautiful your hair is beautiful like those are things that like i don't think any other kid has to deal with which is crazy you have to tell your kids those things and i honestly think our generation is a generation that is more so like um like for instance my mom was raised by my great-grandmother whose parents were slaves from the South. Mm -hmm. She grew up mainly in segregation. You know what I'm saying? And so she raising my mom taught her like, don't you piss off the white people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it it wasn't until that my mom got older that she taught me like, no, you fight for your rights. You do that. You do that. So I think our generation is a generation that's kind of like, no, you got us messed up. We're going to let you know Mm -hmm. what we stand for. But um, yeah, unfortunately, we have the burden of raising our kids for the world that we live in and not the world that we wished we lived in. And that includes breaking their spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And because fortunately for us, letting them live in ignorance is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Super dangerous. And you can't do it. I mean, you just you can't do it with girls or boys. And that that goes both ways. I mean, I've had this conversation with my younger cousin who was a girl and she was she went to the same predominantly white school that I went to mm-hmm. and she was go she was playing like ding dong dish and I said you're the only brown one out of all those girls if somebody comes out and you're standing playing in front of their house what do you think what do you think is going to happen but do you those, think it's going to get in trouble who's going to get in yeah. trouble first or yes. when the police show up who's doing what first like you don't have that same privilege as the other girls there and she it was like she looked at me like i broke her yeah and i'm like unfortunately these are things that you're gonna have to understand because i went to the same school i was around those same kids older siblings and i was the one brown girl and who do you yeah. think got in trouble first yeah that's same for me pretty much you know a lot of people don't understand like my family is a few black first like my grandma was the first black woman to work in major league baseball 
and my my grandfather is a like a 40-year professor at Cal State East Bay and he's in the Hall of Fame for all this educational shit that he's written for black people education um and so I was the young kid that my parents had money, my grandparents had money, so I was the one black kid in the white school, but it wasn't until I got older that I realized, it's not that they accepted me, I had the money, what could they do? They had to talk, my, my, my check was as long as theirs. Um, and I didn't, re- I thought, I thought we was friends, you know what I'm saying, but. Yes. No, but it's I, so true. Actually, I feel I can relate to that, because it's like, for me, I was, there were two black students in my class, fourth through 12th grade, and the other, the other black student, she came from a biracial family, but I was the only one with a black mom, black dad. And I was taught that I was black growing up. And yep. this is, this is who we are. My parents did everything they could to expose and enlighten and broaden my horizon in terms of perspective and like learning and growth. But it's um, the girls in my class. I thought they were my friends at first, but guess what? Do I talk to anyone? No. When George Floyd happened, I had a few girls reach out because it's they're now mothers and they heard George Floyd talk call out for his mama. Mm-hmm. And their things were, how do I make my child anti-racist? Because mm-hmm. I know I, I missed the mark. Like mm-hmm. it's um they're just just because you're in, in the environments at the time you may feel like, oh, these are my these are my peers, these are my friends. But it's just our parents are able to afford or we're the in and yeah. put us in these yeah. environments with purpose and intention. Yeah. And it's it's um it's yeah. hard. hard. It's hard. It's and hard. it's 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 a hard reality because it's like my eight-year-old self is now being broken again in terms yeah. of, you know, oh, you know what? I saw you every day for nine years, but it meant nothing. Have you had to have any uncomfortable or any conversations with Holly? Absolutely, because my side of my side of the family is pro-black and Bar's mom is white blonde hair blue eyes Mm. and so for my daughter it's confusing because it's not like we're teaching we're not teaching her racism but how can you teach her the truth without telling her the truth right yeah so she's like well mom Nana's white is she is she like And I'm trying to have these questions. It's not about, I want it to be less about black and white and more about character, but always know people see black and white. And there are allies on both sides of all colors. Mm -hmm. But know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yes, your Nana is a white woman with blonde hair, blue eyes, but you do not have the same luxuries as her. You're a little African-American girl with pinky curly hair. You don't, you know so I want her to be proud of both of who she is. I don't want her to say, I'm not half white. Nah, nah, nah. I want her to be proud of it, but I also want her to stand in the truth and, and be able to be a strong black woman, not put another woman down, but be able to say, this is who I am. This is part of our history, but shit is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I've had to do the same thing with Ryder because on Corey's side, his mom is white. Yeah. And it's that fine line of making her understand and also getting her to understand that um, you can be proud of both of of everything everything that you you have going on. You can be very proud of both of them 
But, but my it, job as your black mother is to teach you how to be a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. I know that. Like, I know how to do that because that's what I was taught. My family's pro-black. Now, me teaching you to be pro-black has nothing to do. It's not downplaying it's not anti grandmother. It has nothing to do with that. But this is just what it is over here. So the other day, I have two stories. So the other day, it was MLK Day and Ryder didn't have school. And she was like, well, why don't we have school? It's MLK Day. And she's like, well, what the hell is that? So I'm trying to explain to her MLK Day. And she was mm-hmm. like, okay. And she was like really looking at me like, okay, okay. And I was trying to explain segregation, but to a four-year-old, you know, yeah. like what? It's oh, just I so like, that every day going like, to school. And then mean? the other day we had a conversation because she came home from school and she said, um, one of her friends' hair is straight. She kept going like, it's like this, it's like Holly, this. Mom. Just, she just and I was, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with you? And she was like, well, she was pressing my hair like this, like trying to make her curls straight. And I was like, well, Ryder, your curls are beautiful. Like some people have straighter hair, some people have thicker hair, some people have like hair texture, hair. Everybody's hair is beautiful. Nobody's hair is more beautiful than like, it's just different hair. And she was like looking at me like, okay. So then I remembered. Shannon had told me to watch this show on Netflix yes. called Karma. And there's a whole Karma's episode world. on don't touch my hair. So we watched this episode. It's really good. So you should show Holly it. The next day, Ryder came home from school and she said she tried to touch my hair. But I told her, no. <laughs> I was like, put those boundaries up. I was like, and what did she say, Ryder? She was like, she was fine. We played. Yeah. But like, she was so proud to say that like she... She was like, no, no, you can't touch my hair again. Yeah. But it's so important. Like, I'm so happy that they have that show because Karma's World, you should have your daughter Holly watch it. It's solely of this little black girl with this beautiful big hair. Mm-hmm. And she just, she gives, you've heard of it? Yeah. Like, she gives these different lessons of like being a black girl in, yeah. in, in the world. And it's so beautiful because I feel like kids need this. I just bought, um, writer and boss a book about like hair haircuts cool hair cool haircuts and something the girls is something i forget but it gives you affirmations of being okay with what you're doing like it says like i am awesome in this world so i just feel like it's just always affirmations that we have to teach our kids which is sad but it's just what it is. It is what it is. But it's it's a blessing to be able to have books as such because, you know, we're still very new out of slavery and we're still having to teach people how to treat us. Yeah. So when you equip your child with those tools of, hey, you know, don't touch my hair or let me help establish those boundaries early. I think it does help prepare and like give them the strength to continue in life, knowing who they are and be proud yeah. of who they are, because yeah. it's... um. We got it. We're teaching our kids, but we're also teaching our kids how to teach others um, how to treat them. So it's I love that these tools are available nowadays and that we can have these conversations because, you know. And I love that you have first in your family. Yeah, I think it's great. Inferior. saying like whoever gave us that idea is wrong. And that's why they gave us that idea of inferiority, because they knew they were wrong. Because honestly, people hate when I say this, but we're the blueprint. You can't turn on one thing, do one thing without doing something that our people contributed. Amen. Yeah, because I love going back to like you saying you have first in your family. I as well have first in my family. My um, 
My uncle was one of the first nine black children to go to an all white school. He was part of the Little Rock Nine. And um, being, able to have, being able to have my uncle, um, I remember I went to an all white school, very private, you know, but he would always come to my school and month of February, Black History Month, and talk to the students about it. And also by, um, he spoke at Westridge too. He spoke, he speaks at he's, a lot of schools. He's, he's an amazing speaker. Um, oh. Just telling kids about, you know, and I, that's another thing, like teaching my son, like, cause going back to the MLK day, day mm-hmm. Parker's over here telling me, mom, but they shot him. Why did they shoot him? I'm like, I'm like, is that what they're teaching you? Like, he was like, mom, but he, I was like, no. That's he did be so many thought. amazing yeah. things. Those yeah. are the two things that he remembered from <sighs> learning about um, Martin Luther King, that they shot him and that he was, um, in my head, like he was too righteous and that he got, that he got locked up. Yeah. That's when I go to the school. Yeah. Because I kept, and what I kept telling him, I said, no, he made it okay so that you can be with your friends yeah. right now. And it's like your <laughs> uncle made it possible for so you to be in school. Could all attend the schools that we attended. And, you know, it's, that's, that's no history is being made. The curriculum was not written for us to study in the first place. Mm-hmm. So and they're doing their best to erase it now. Black, the best thing I can say to any Black parents is that Trust and believe that the only things that your kid is going to get about if you're black about their culture comes from home. It comes from the home because school is still telling y'all Christopher Columbus is the reason why we here. And that makes (laughs) a stall. So, you know, I don't really want to hear it. So a lot of people in the back. Yeah. If you want to give your kid real history, black history, to be prideful in who they are, that's got to start in the home because yeah, the school yeah. was never meant for us. No, and to write that in for us would only be to admit that it was never meant for us. And that would be to admit that all the shit they've been saying all this time is a lie and they ain't gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have one question before we wrap it up because we clearly can talk for a long time. Yes, we'll have to do this again. We have to do it again. We have to do it again. Yes. But my, since we're taught it's Black History Month, we are four Black strong women mothers. And I know I've had my own experience with dealing with being Black and on team mom. What has your experience been like? Oh, yeah. It's double-sided. It's like a double-sided sword. Um, because on one hand, um, Yes, me and Bar are a mess, but me and Bar came from a mess and we're doing the best in that mess to give our daughter the best she's ever had. And I think we're doing a damn good job as young black people yes. trying to show our genuine transition into this like super maturity, super adulthood. Um, but on the other hand, I don't get the same slack that white castmates get. And I would just say that off the bat. I have my associate's degree in nursing science. These hoes got cosmetology licenses and everyone's clapping in grand applause. I mean, what are you talking about? I can learn diet hair on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? But because I'm black, I feel like my, my, my accomplishments are not as blown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think when we mess up or when, do you think like when we mess up and when I say we, that's me, you, 
Corey, Zach, is it blown up more than some of our other castmates? Absolutely. Bar has gotten two DUIs. There's no secret. Bar is the hood nigga. He's been, I'm trying to keep him off the streets. I'm doing the best I can. You know what I'm saying? We're from East Oakland. I'm only, I only can give you what I really have. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he's been talking about them two DUIs since he got them since the baby was born. And I want to know, why can't he grow from this? Why are we still yeah, talking? That's been his storyline? Yeah. Um, well, the reason that's- why before with our wedding is because his DUI is not resolved. The reason why, um, you know, it's just it's just all this little shit. And it's like, some of y'all is really out here strung out on meth. And I don't see y'all say a word. We're talking about the same D. No, I'm just keeping it real. We're talking about the same. Oh, okay. It's, no, real. it's real. It's real. Like, let's pass. Let's, we're past this. Yeah, yeah we're this. Like, let us, let grow. us grow. Let us grow, please. Like, yeah. In two years, I don't want to hear about Cheyenne flipping a table. I'm so sorry. I don't care. No, that's yeah. But because... talking to me about stuff that I did when I was 19. I'm 25 now, y'all. I'm not the same person. I still might fuck you up just as quick, but I ain't the same person. I'm trying to change and I can't elevate because not only does the viewer not allow it, but the editing that MTV does does not allow it. That's real. That is real. I, I like how you bring that up because there's been so many times where I'll be like um, online to seeing like, oh, Ashley, this, Ashley, that. But and I'm like, anytime I talk to you or hear you speak, you sound very educated. You are clear in what you have to say. She just like, opened a brand new salon. We know what your stance is. And yes. I'm like, why are people saying these things about her? She seems really smart. She seems like a great family person. Like you really are holding it down. And when I say holding it down, it's holding yourself accountable, doing what you have to do like Thanks. as a mother. And like, you know, sometimes we got to put a little extra work in our men. And it's like, I see you do that too. And it's, it's not there's like There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like, that. I, it's, I think that this show really fucked up by casting me because they had a whole bunch of girls. They, they got a whole bunch of girls living in the butt fuck middle of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Never seen a 7-Eleven in their life. And then they have me. I'm from East Oakland. You know, prime hyphy movement. I'm prime, you know, all type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot that's come out of Oakland too in terms of black history. So yeah. it's it's uh you come from the strong black, like I my spicy I just like bitch, fuck you. What you gonna do about it? They they they, they, they hate it, they hate me for it. But I mean all you can do is respect it. Number one, I don't come for people unless you come for me. And if I come for you, everything I say about you is true. Also, tip I mind my business, but if you call for me, I will answer your call, beloved. So that's where I stand with that. And you know, I'm I'm what I will say is that I'm gonna stay on this show and I'm gonna stay being black on this show, and I'm gonna stay raising my black daughter, and I'm gonna stay loving my black husband. Um and I'm gonna show you had any situations like racially with any of your castmates where you had to either say like whoa or had any like uncomfortable conversations or do y'all just leave it you don't even have those conversations with each other I actually had a conversation with kale about a comment that she had said in regards this is something she said long long ago I guess in regards to her son's haircut and the dad or something like that and we talked about it and I just said, listen, um, 
I think sometimes white women have babies by colored men and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. They don't know the right words to say. They don't know the hair products to use. They don't know this shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, I talked to Kayla and she was like, yeah, I said what I said, but I didn't, you know, like we had that talk mm-hmm. and I was her and she was able to hear me. And, um, yeah, I feel like I go there because I'm the, I can't be your friend if I can't connect with you on a more steep level than just our favorite color. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry. You know, I would yeah. say, I, that was really insensitive what you said. And I don't think as a friend, you probably should not say that anymore. You should probably think of a different way to say that. Yeah. And I think we are here to do. And yeah. Black women need to be having that combo so that people's toes stop getting stepped on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I remember when everything was going on with George Floyd and stuff, and I did an interview and someone asked me, have any of your castmates reached out or said boo or anything? Are you good. And I said, no. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't know if I expected them to or not, but it would have been nice. Right. To see if you're just okay. to say, hey, just because it was so, in. so it was much. Just so much. And you have to understand, like during that time, I felt like we all felt the weight of our work, like the, the oh weight of the world. I, I was you always said, like, oh, we're scared to be black. For once in my life, I think I was genuinely afraid to be black. Because I live. I ain't gonna say where I live, but I live where the white folks grow. Ain't a black person in my neighborhood. And when that shit was happening, it was truck flags on every truck. Yeah. 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 And I'm sitting here like, okay, we gonna have to load up like the purge because if it go down, we already yeah. we, it, it would have been it's, nice yeah. just to have somebody reach out and say, "I'm just saying, hi. I see like, you. I see what's going I see on. You. So, I know it affects you." Yeah. Like, so after I put that out, Kate called me the very next day. Like, I'm so like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even know that this is oh how to. Yeah, and it felt approach you and right, and then I heard from Macy, and then I heard from Amber, and everyone was like, "Look, Amber was like, to be honest, I didn't even know what the fuck was going on." Amber was living under a rock. I remember that she was like, like, "What happened?" She was like, "This is on my get off social media sabbatical. I don't have the cable right now." Like (laughs) she knew what was really going on. She didn't know what was going on. I'm like, "Girl, you get a pass." Sorry, but you know, I think it took me having to say like. I needed y'all to say boo, say something for them to feel like it was okay to say something, which was, which in hindsight, I probably could have handled it differently. I didn't need to do an interview about it, but at the same time, I'm not going to text you to tell me to text. I'm not going to text you and say, Hey, text me, like text me to ask me. Okay. It doesn't work like that either. uh, Everybody is everybody's responsibility on this earth because we live here together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I'm on the road with you, you're my responsibility, and I'm yours. If I start acting crazy, we're going to crash. Yeah. yeah. If we're fighting for trans rights, alien rights, hula hoop rights, everybody should be in the streets fighting for those rights because we 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 live here. Yeah. This is our... So I don't care if we are um, fighting for Hispanic rights, if we're fighting for Asian rights. I don't care if we're fighting for white people, whatever rights they need to have. We, the humanity. Like, we all be on the same yeah, page. Yeah. 
that doesn't say to say, oh, I don't see color. That's not what I'm saying. That's not it. Y'all, that's, I had someone I hate say, when people that say that the other day. Oh, and I literally was right. like, do not oh. say that. Because when you say that, you are negating who I am. You were literally saying, you do not see me. You do okay. not respect who I am as a Black person. You do not expect my heritage. You do not expect the people, the lineage that I come from. And I was like, do never, like, never say that. But they think and that then, that's, the, that's the right the, thing to if, say. If this person yeah. wanted to go on about how I'm not racist, I said, yeah, but you're not anti-racist either and it's like anti-racist like you You, have to really educate yourself and relearn like it's it's a it's a lifetime commitment and that's for any person Mm -hmm. anyone it's not just white people that's anyone like we've all been miseducated literally Mm -hmm. so it's um you can't you can't chill on this topic i think it was a time for everybody to if you weren't taking action i was looking at you like okay Right. Okay. Yeah, I see you. Yeah. But even like you said earlier, if you if you call out answer, and that to me comes in all aspects. A lot of people always ask me what happened with you and Mackenzie. She called. She called me, and I answered. She Mm -hmm. asked me, "Can I call you?" We sat on the phone for way too fucking long, like for a minute to. For me to educate and explain and explain and explain. I don't think anything penetrated that girl's head. And I don't know Mackenzie. I've never um, met her. I met her one time um, at the end of a reunion, like in a hotel, but the it was a blackout. Yeah. So it was like quick and passing. Never met her. I mean, like never sat down, had a conversation, never hugged, never did mm-hmm. anything, like never said more than hi, my name is Cheyenne and kept it moving. Yeah. So when her Facebook post got out about the whole colored comment, she DM me and asked, can you, can I call you? And immediately I asked my mom, like, why does she want to call me? <laughs> I don't know her. And mm-hmm. my mom said, you're probably the black person <laughs> that, she, that she's close to, like she can reach out to. So what are you going to do? And I said, well, shit, oh, hey, call me. Like, yeah. you didn't call me colored. Yeah. I'm not, you know, you don't need to call and apologize to me. Mm-hmm. You didn't offend me. And my like, feelings aren't hurt. The way so, our dad raised us too is if you have the opportunity to have that conversation, conversation to someone, have it, have it. So we had that conversation and we were on the phone for a very long time of me explaining segregation, me explaining all these things that in my head you should know, but then I have to think back. I was taught these things at home. You clearly weren't taught those things at home. And that's, that's on you. That's not on me. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, I don't think anything stuck. Yeah. Like, it was so bizarre. Yeah. But can I say this, though? I think it's time that we as Black people take the responsibility off of our shoulders to educate the whole fucking world about what it is to be Black. Uh, yeah. in, in hindsight, I wish I would have just read the DM. I left so it tired. Bitch, Google it! Google it! Oh, yeah. Right. Go down a rabbit hole. Yes. Textbooks, classes. You, I am not the black encyclopedia. Yes. Literally. I swear, looking back, I'm like, I should have just said no. No, Google it. You, I I literally should have said no because the phone call turned into uh, it became a whole whole DM exchange. It became a whole, well, can you get on zoom with her and 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 color change is gonna do the zoom with you guys and i'm like why why am i even in this yeah it became a whole thing and what and then on the color change thing it was once again 
them explaining and educating, me explaining and educating, and her saying at the end, I love you. I love you. And she asked me then, why won't you say I love you back? I said, I don't know you. I've I've met you one time in passing. And love isn't a word that I was taught that you just throw around. I'm not the type to be like, see you later, girl. Love you. Bye. That's just, (laughs) that's not me. My dad literally would make us write essays essays on what love was to us and what it means to love someone and what it means to be in love and what it means to say, I love you. So when I say I love you to someone, I genuinely mean, I love you. And I explained that to her. I'm like, girl, I don't love you. I don't. I don't, I don't know you know your middle name you. like I don't know you from I couldn't pick you out in a lineup if I wanted to you know love you she don't know you so why, y'all don't love each other why does it matter no. why does it matter so when she did that whole drawn out live of saying I reached out to her and I wanted to hold hands and I told her I loved her and she laughed at me I didn't laugh at you I just explained why I don't love you yeah, yeah. But like you said, I should have literally, I look back and I'm like, I should have said, no, no, No. it's not your job to only number one, you have to first understand yourself what it is to be black, accept that, walk in, learn about that. Then they want you to hold that on your shoulders and carry it around from for every kid to get it. Yeah, that's not my that was your parents job and they failed you, baby. Literally. 2022 and you can get on google and google fairs pussy i don't understand why you can't google segregation sometimes people don't want yeah. to yeah, yeah no they don't want to then don't don't put your well, ignorance don't ask me. me to explain it don't hard enough as a black person to read it to know what it really is mm-hmm. to go through it and actually feel the effects of to go through it it's to have great great grandparents who were in it, to have yes. great grandparents who are still alive that could tell you how it felt yes. to see that their parents. So no, I don't feel like sitting on the phone with you and babying you about some shit that the whole world knows about. Right. You should know or should know. Then my my thing is this: if you choose to be ignorant, then then that ignorance is a choice at a certain age. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what I said. But I said ignorance is pervasive. Yes. And that means it's on both sides. I never once said, hey, Mackenzie, you're ignorant. Now, I can think that, but I never said it. All I said was ignorance is pervasive. I think that there's ignorance from everybody, everybody. not just one little yeah. corner. Everybody. It goes both. Ignorance ways. is a lack of knowledge. It's not such the people think about it with this bad connotation it's a lack of knowledge if you're ignorant you're ignorant but your world is ignorant of itself we are all ignorant like there's nothing wrong with ignorance the problem is if you don't choose to change that ignorance like if you want to stay ignorant i have no time for you yeah right like our energy does not match at all like i have no conversation with you but if you are genuinely like seeking and like hey i look this up but like I need to know more or like, I want to ask some questions. I want to further this conversation. I'll go back and forth with you all day. Cause that's what my life has been. You know, I've had to be that black person in a lot of rooms and play all these different roles, you know? So it's, I can have the conversation with anyone and walk away and still feel good about myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and in hopes of you having a better understanding or you being like, you know what? Let me do something different because best believe my children, my nieces, my nephews, they will all know that they are very, very black and that they are beautiful and that they are loved and deserving of everything. 
and they will be fighting for change throughout their lives. So it's, you're either going to be on their side or not be on their side, but there will be a reckoning. And it's like, but I think it's these a, conversations, even amongst us, are healthy. You got to and very healthy and should be heard. And it's OK. It's not to bash anybody. Yeah. It's not to hurt anybody's feelings. But if it sparks the conversation in your house, at your table, on your couch, then I feel like we did. We did a good job. We did yeah, because it gets you talking. It's, yeah, it gets you talking yeah. and it's uh, it's necessary. I agree. OK. So every week we end our podcast with you either have to share a WTF moment of your week or the past two weeks of your life, whenever, or you can share some advice, any advice that you want to give. If you feel like that is who you are that day, you can give some advice or you can share a WTF. Who would like to go first? Not me. I'll go first. I'm on y'all's territory. I'll go first. I love this attitude. I have several what the fuck moments and they're the same thing. And this keeps happening. I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm going through a phase in my life where I am getting out of my car and taking the keys out of the ignition without putting the car in park. Wait, yo, I've done that before. Don't even judge me. I don't know if it's because my is moving so fast to where I'm like, I got Gucci in the trunk, I got Holly in the back. But like, Sometimes I will like take my key out of my car, will whole ass like start rolling. I'm like, fuck, my <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> that's a real what the fuck. <laughs> and it's happened like five times. And I just, I don't, I need to slow my brain down. So, yes, yes. Okay, can I go slow down, down? Slow down, slow down, slow down. Yes, so take your time. My, my words of advice would to be like, try and have a moment of, of stillness or like silence. Even if it's like five minutes for yourself in the morning before you start your daily routine, or if it's like at nighttime, or say it's four o'clock in the morning, you roll, you wake up. Rather than going and picking up your phone, you know, go sit on the floor, do a little Indian style, go go sit on the toilet if you need to, but like literally just sit there and like be still and let your mind just release and relax. Cause when I start doing stuff like that, and I have definitely done it before, <laughs> it, it was just like, I'm just too much on autopilot and I'm just moving too fast that I'm not even thinking. Like, I'm literally missing. You're just on go. Missing things. Ow. So like, it's, it's you got to slow down and literally. Slow down before stop. you crash your car. Right, girl. Girl. <laughs> literally. Literally. Wall. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, my WTF. So last week I shared about our dog Deuce getting out and the crackhead next door coming to tell me. Now, my update was... Ashley was like, Ashley's face, she said crackhead. I live next to a crack house. But that's a story for another day. We live in the hood, girl. Me and Zach literally live smack dead in the middle of the hood. But great block but just two just an active house just an active house next door <laughs> but anyway so deuce got out two more times this week once when we don't know who did it we don't know if it was kyle when she left or if it was kyle. patrick zach's cousin when he left but all i know is they had both left and that came in probably like 20 minutes later he's like where's deuce i'm like i don't know that's your dog he's taking <laughs> he's taking the trash out and as soon as he opened the door, I just hear yelling and commotion outside. And I'm like, oh, no. Zach was like, yes. I'm like, oh, he got out again. He was like chasing kids up the block. <laughs> and it was so bad. And I'm just like, Mm-mm, this dog, that is living, dog, it's best. What dog is this? 
uh, Frenchy, and he goes on adventures. Like he just gets out all the time. He got so. So yesterday was it yesterday? Yeah, it was, it yesterday. was yesterday. Zach, I woke up early, like seven a.m. So I opened the back door to let the dog out, and I got back in the bed because it's seven the fuck a.m. And <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. Zach probably got out of bed. Like we sat there and did work like from bed for a while. So he it had to be like. 10 30 by this time he's like where's deuce i'm like nigga i don't know like i'm sitting here with you that's your dog again i can tell you it's your dog and i just see his whole body get red real quick like he's just so red i'm like what is it he's like Fuck. i'm like what is going on he's like i left the gate open because Zach just got a paintball gun he was shooting the house and <laughs> some other stuff over there and he's like the gate is open i'm and in my head i'm thinking Oh, that dog is gone. Like, it's been hours. She was slightly relieved. He's gone. I'm like, <laughs> bye. Oh, literally. Zach, Zach takes oh, off. He's, he takes off. He's like up two blocks down. And I'm like, oh, damn it. So I put Ace in his seat. And I'm like, let me just look like I'm trying. Because if I don't look like I'm at least trying to help you, he's going to come back with no dog and hate me also. So it won't be sad. Like it just won't be a good day. He had an appointment. He had to get to at eleven. I'm just like, you can't miss that appointment. So like, screw the dog. (laughs) So I walk up like two houses and I'm like, this, this. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy comes out and it's like a full gated house. He's like, hey y'all, I got your dog, but you gotta come get and I can't, I can't come to you. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? I'm like, I love this story. So I'm literally screaming like the top of my lungs to Zach, who's like two blocks up for him to come back so he can get the dog. Because why am I walking into this man's yard? Because now I'm scared. And (laughs) he's like, I'm screaming at Zach. The man is like, he's over here. So I walk up to the gate. He's like, you got to come in the gate and get him. I'm like, no, I watch Law and Order. I'm like, "Mm -mm." Mm -hmm. he's like, just don't mind the pit in this other dog that was running around. I'm like, and I'm trying not to be a pussy. So I walk over, I get the dog, and I look down, and I'm like, oh, he had an ankle monitor on. <laughs> he couldn't, he literally couldn't bring the dog. He literally, <laughs> literally could not bring me the dog, and that was my WTF moment. That's funny, because I thought you were going to say he was a creeper. No. <laughs> he was just trying to, he was trying to obey the law. He <laughs> was telling me this story. I was like, Girl, you went over to his yard? Like, extra. At that point, Zach was like three houses down. So I already knew, like, he could get to me real quick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shannon, what you got for us this week? I guess it's advice. It was in my, on my mind on the way here. Um, Just allowing God to have all control. I, I feel like sometimes, like you said, like you move too fast. Um, just having patience. I feel like these last couple of months or just people around me, everything has been really challenging for a lot of people. I feel like, and just, um, people are trying to get to the next level in their lives or just stuff like that. And everyone wants it to happen right away, but you really have to learn how to be just still and wait for God to show you because today, I just been asking God, like, what's my next move? Like, what's going to go on with me? Like, where am I going in my career? And today I got booked with so many jobs and I'm like, 
and it took it thank you but it took me a while to like but it took me a while to like appreciate it because at first I'm like I don't have time like no but that's that's the first thing that came to mind I'm like oh let me check my schedule let me see if I'm open those days or whatever but the thing I keep asking God is to take me out of a situation Mm-hmm. I keep asking God, I don't want this anymore. I want more. Yeah. And so today God gave me more. Yes. And I didn't know how to accept it. Mm-hmm. So I think when you get those blessings, you need to say one, thank you, God, for those blessings that you just gave to me. Mm-hmm. And two, just be in that moment and not overthink it, not over, not be like, oh, I, I don't want this anymore. Like I'm too busy yeah. or I can't do this right now because God gave that gave it to you for a reason. Yeah. So like just that. being patient. Are you booked this weekend? <laughs> no. Because I need my hair done before, <laughs> before this trip. <laughs> no. As soon as she said she was booked, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but where do I fit into that? Right. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, just, hey, God, can you make room for me? <laughs> yeah, I just think that everybody, I feel like everyone's mm-hmm. trying to get to that next level and everyone's like, do it now. But I think just we just all need to just wait for that moment and yeah, just like wait for our blessings to show up yeah. and just receive it. Yeah, receive it. Like, we're that's something that I've had to work on. It's like when I ask for more, like, I want more. When, it, when I get it, I'm like, oh, oh you don't know what to do. What am it. I doing? You know? But then I, think- I remember, like, I prayed for this. I manifested this. And now I have it. So it's like, I'm here to receive it. Yeah. And I ain't trying to fumble it. Yeah. I'm so happy you got to do this with us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're so beautiful. We were talking about oh, how beautiful you. your eyebrows were. <laughs> Girl, my daddy really likes it. you. <laughs> never hang out with Cheyenne. <laughs> My dad, Bar, you better watch my oh, dad at the wedding. He Hold gonna, on. He's going to be like, hey, want to dance, Ashley? My dad is really has a thing for Bar, too. He, oh, yeah, he, he does. He really wants to be friends with Bar. No, double up. That's like, what he double calls up, yeah, Double up. Uh, I actually love that. I did, double too. Up. I actually like that name. Wait, can you clarify something for me? We really want to know what it says above Bar's eyebrows. I told you. One says, it says like, norm. Okay. Is one norm? I watched your guys' girls night in and I, I, was, I was like I'm gonna answer some questions for y'all so number one Cheyenne yeah. he can't shower he cannot <laughs> he cannot submerge the bracelet so he can take a bath with his foot out the water yeah, yeah. girl don't say yeah because you didn't right, know yeah. either no that's what I said on the show dang no <laughs> we were talking about cold baths I was like ooh I'm gonna go back to give me a bath <laughs> Let me tell these people, okay? <laughs> Definitely can shower. <laughs> but he cannot submerge the bracelet because it, like, I don't know, if it's submerged for too long, it'll mess up. And then it's, like, really, really expensive to have them replace it. Oh, no. Um, okay, yeah. So, like, we could have got a bag or something, but I just didn't want to take a chance. I didn't want to pay $1,700 to replace No, hell oh, no. Oh, hell no. I'd have been, like, stick your foot out the shower every time. Yeah. You cannot enjoy baths, criminal. <laughs> So <laughs> that and then um, so the tattoos are two of his brothers that passed away. That's oh, what I explained. Ames. Is, is he it? still getting them um, lasered? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, he wish he never got it. Dang. 
But I feel like he did that out of emotion. Yeah, you did it to spite me. Now joke is on you because you have four brows, my good sir. And I told you not to do it. Do I feel bad for you? No. Should you be in pain getting this laser removal? Absolutely, positively. Four brows. Yes, yes. My good brother Bar. My good brother Bar. Yes. My good brother Bar. My brother Double Up. So Ashley has a podcast, you guys. It's called I Need Wine. Called I Need Wine. Yeah. We love wine. So anytime you'd like to have us on, we we love wine. We're available for you. Yeah. I should send you guys, we should send you guys some bottles so we can drink together. Yes, let's do it. I'm here for this. So make sure you guys check out Ashley's podcast. She does it with, is that your friend? I know it's your friend, but. Jessica, she's not white. She's Mexican. Okay, check out Ashley, some Mexican co-host. She likes that to be known, so I'm just putting it out there. Got it. But don't forget to check us out. We are the Think Loud crew. You can follow us on Think Loud crew on Instagram or listen to any of our podcasts on all podcast platforms. And I am Cheyenne. You can follow me at Shy Not Shy. I am Shani. You can follow me at Hair by Shannon C. And my name is R and you can follow me at R Kyle Lynn. And don't forget to check out our YouTube and comment, like, and make sure you subscribe. And Ashley. And Ashley, what are you? Where can we find you? I am Ashley Siren on Instagram, but I probably have all of you guys blocked. So don't come. that's actually really funny i love it all right guys have a good week and i hope you enjoyed this recap slash good talk that we had and prayers out to farah prayers to farah and happy black history month stay black be black stay black bye guys bye Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.